Welcome to the Seek Outside Podcast. And then you should, you think that's bad? See Ryan on the phone in the office. <laughs> wired that way <laughs> dude i was at a in florida i we went to this uh jamaican bar uh-huh. and it was it was like straight up you know it's florida so jamaica's not too far a lot of people from jamaica end up there and uh you but in cuba no jamaica i mean jamaica's <laughs> close to uh, cuba jamaica it's all the same um jamaican me crazy i know all this trying to tell this story with all the interruptions is trying to make me crazy. <laughs> but no, anyway, they literally like the DJs literally would do that. Like they they'd be playing a you know uh, a song, reggaeton song, and just in the middle, no beat, no sense of beat, nothing like that. Kicks out Jamaica, come on. Let's get out and dance. Let's get out and dance. And they just not on beat, nothing like that. It was wild. Best jerk chicken I've ever had, though, yeah. right outside outside of that place. It was yeah, like, it was like, yeah, it was it was out of a movie. My life's a movie. I live a, I live my life. Like Ryan, right, awesome. let's get going with our hundredth episode and stop talking about you. <laughs> what? Who was who this guy? Who was this new voice on the podcast? Been on once. Been on once. Yeah. Yep. Unfortunately, it was the least listened to episode that we've had. <laughs> Perfect. That's kind of how I wanted it to be. Uh, no. no, no, no. Well, that's good because you know not a lot of people heard about how shitty of a of a guide you were. <laughs> there, there weren't any turkeys. No, we we got Austin Anderson. Yep. The famed, the one and only. If you've called, if you've tried to return or repair your tent, you've dealt with Austin. So, in the last in the last few months. Yeah, in in the last month. You probably had a bad experience too. <laughs> No, he's great. He's great. But that's the voice that you're hearing. So if you if you call in, you'll probably be talking to him. He's the fucking man yeah, in customer service. You'll get the greatest experience of a lifetime. Yeah. We had yeah. Lee cancel on us today, so we, we had to we had to find a, a substitute. It's pretty pretty solid substitute, uh, I would say. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Poor guys. But, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry yeah. to ruin your day. No nah, man. Yeah. But yeah, we got the hundredth podcast. Well, we also have Owen here. I'm sure you could you could tell from his you voice. Could depict that pretty easy. Yeah. Whoa, dude. But uh but we got the one hundredth <laughs> podcast episode going on today. And uh you know, we've been we've been pretty pretty busy re- recently. Um and we were kind of trying to think of ideas uh to run on this hundredth podcast episode and we kind of had a few ideas thrown out there, but we settled on, we wanted to come up with 10 trips, like dream trips that are different, that, you know, we're not talking about just your typical, oh, I want to go to Alaska and go caribou hunting. These are like different things specific to us, the three of us, um, you know, kind of unique trips. We were thinking about doing a hundred of them, but that would just be way too many. So we settled on 10 you know yeah i'm sure by 10 they're already gonna want to not listen to this anymore yeah yeah, so we're gonna do 100 over the next five weeks (laughs) (laughs) listens will be down to five 20 20 20 each episode yeah but no so and we we kind of asked a question on instagram we got a couple uh listener um 
suggested trips on here that we're going to talk about. Uh, we're just kind of going to talk about what it might take to make these trips happen. You know, these are going to be trips that hopefully maybe all of us will take in the next 10, 20 years sometime in our lifetime. Yeah. The goals to shoot for. Yeah. Um, so well, I'm since, pretty excited. Since I'm ever so blessed by Austin's beautiful presence in this room. Wow. Yeah. I would like to know what your dream trip would be. Oh, well, I've got a, a couple. Um, I think the first one that kind of comes to mind, I've, I've thought about it a lot in these last couple of years. Um, but first one would be a backpacking trip um, that circumnavigates Mount Blanc, Mount Blanc in the Alps. Um, it's a 100-mile, um, basically, circle. And you hit, you start in Europe, hit Italy, and I want to say you hit Germany as well, if that rings a bell. Um, but it's yep. all kind of based off of, uh, there's a hundred mile foot race, um, that attracts about 8,000 people, um, each year. Um, so that's kind of been at the top of the list, even if, we're, if it were to be running one day, you know, I'd, I'd love to do that as well, but to see it through, a a perspective over five to seven days, um, I think that'd be pretty incredible. And you know, those, those mountains out there look, um, pretty spectacular. Um, yeah. so what's, oh, what's kind of like logistics to get there? You know? Like, um, I mean, get a flight. Yeah. A couple, couple plane flights, I would say. Where, um, where do you start? Is there like a designated starting, uh, starting so point or is Chamonix, it? Okay. um, in France Okay, is where you'd start. So just based on, you know, your pronunciation of Mount Blanc, I think, uh, uh, a good start would be to learn French, right? Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. probably a good starting point. Yeah. Mount Blanc. Uh, I mean, Mount Blanc. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to Mount Blanc. <laughs> it's from Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah. A little break, slow there, a little, little break, slow yeah. there. <laughs> so what what makes that trip special to you? Um, well, I've just kind of been enveloped in the in the backpacking realm for the last, you know, six, seven years since I've moved here. So, um, and I love big mountains and, and being kind of secluded in the mountains. Um, so just stepping it up a notch is, is what intrigues me more than anything. Um, and just hearing and seeing all about this race, um, it just looks absolutely incredible out there. So I don't know. I've always had a kind of a firm attractive just to spend a lot of time on my feet and kind of see, you know, things in a, and a perspective from that from that way and these guys laugh at me all the time because <laughs> well if you looked at his toenails yeah, I, I, tone I was about to say a lot of time if you just looked at this guy's feet and his chacos right now you'd be like yeah he spends a that's lot why time i have to wear the chacos yeah, yeah. You, gotta, you need to air them out off. you need you to put those things out. in footprints yeah, <laughs> yeah for real they're really not that I'm bad i just think a new office working from home i have overly long toes so those toenails, man. Good, good for grip when yeah. you're running. Good, good for grip. Exactly. Good gripping. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you spend, you know, an hour a day in, in running shoes. Let's see how your toenails look. Dude, you should That's try true. skate shoes. You should try bike <laughs> shoes. Skate shoes, dude. Throw them in Converse, dude. That's the ultimate running okay, shoe yeah. right there. Uh-huh. Taking it back to yeah, I'm, old I'm school sure, times. Sure, Moccasins. that wouldn't, wouldn't yeah, lead dude, to any look at those. I mean, look at the ankle sport. Might as well, might as well just go barefoot at that point. <laughs> Honestly, he's wet weighted in those. Yeah, I have. I have. I've seen the man crying about fish. Well, 
so that's a sweet trip man uh i mean the I, I got the privilege of going to the Alps, not in France, but in Switzerland. And, oh, I had no clue. Oh, my gosh, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. of course, I mean, I'm sure you knew just looking at me. I'm a pretty traveled World traveled. Yeah. You know, Handsome. I, I know skinny, a lot tall. Of, about a lot of places. You're so cultured. Muscular. I know lots of languages. <laughs> um, yeah. And you can tell so that can just you, by looking at what, me. He's, like, he's kind of like the Dos Equis guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, no, they're sick, man. And that's that would like, be the it would be Switzerland, Italy, and France. Yeah. Those would be the three countries you'd go through. The coolest part, or Germany. About, I don't know where I got that from, but no, I think. Well, I think Germany hits the Alps a little bit. It probably, Alps. I think it does, yeah. but because you got like, those are the three countries. You isn't isn't Austria kind of like Germany light? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you can tell us, and Americans <laughs> talking about Europe. Germany we know light. so much. Yeah, I don't yeah. know too much to be honest, but. Well, the Seen coolest thing about being up there is you'll be like hiking at, you know, in the middle of the Alps and you'll just come up on a bar that has like freaking brats and sausages. And oh, beer. no way. Yeah, dude. Just like we, it's almost like uh, along the trails, it's almost kind of like you run into like ski resorts, but they're not ski resorts. It's just like mm-hmm. food, little inns for, for people to eat. And mm-hmm. It's kind pretty it, dope. It's kind of funny because I, I feel like. <clears throat> You know, my dad always used to like bribe me. Yeah, there's ice cream at the top of this hill. Yeah. <laughs> but literally there, there's, I mean, and now that I've matured, all I want is a brat and a nice beer. Mm-hmm. I don't want the ice cream. The top of the hill. Yep. At the yep. top of the hill. I mean, like I would climb way more mountains if that was the case. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you get a 14er buzz. I'll make sure you to say start. You drink one beer and you're pff, done. Just that's, gone. That's how yeah. I'm going to lead you in. Be like, hey, I've got a brat and a... And a beer in my backpack. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. Let's go. Wait, hike. where are we going? Let's go hike. We'll start with Mount Garfield. Um, if you put some Traeger rub in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of been on my mind for a long time. And then I guess the other one, um, you know, I haven't thought too much about it, but there's a, a couple canyons west of here of Grand Junction. Um, and they're pretty unmarked, you know, not a lot of people travel through them. And some of the only access is either, you know, taking a long 4 by 4 you know, vehicle uh, onto these unmaintained roads. Um, or you can hike probably back about 13 miles, um, drop into one canyon, basically spits you out on the Colorado. You can, if you had a pack raft or whatever on you, um, which sometimes that's the only way to get to the next canyon. Um, throw that pack raft in, float down to the next canyon, go however far you want up, camp for a night, and just kind of keep on going down the Colorado. And there's a plethora of canyons um, that you can kind of hit, and you could honestly kind of take it as as far as you want, you know, to Moab or, you know, yeah, that's kind of where I would think uh, to stop. But I haven't done a whole, whole lot of research on that, but it's been something that's kind of been on my mind. And yeah. Sounds like a fun one. Close to home, too. Yeah, to exactly. A little bit more easy logistics. Yeah. Well, um, and the thing about out west here, uh, and I, I think probably out, out east, you know, there's lots of rivers out there, but like if you're looking for like a truly wild experience that not a lot of people are doing, pack rafting is kind of the way to go because it's, it's a different way to experience these rivers. I mean, a lot of places where these rivers are going through, 
you can't get roads to, especially out east here or out west here where there's lots of canyons and stuff like that. Um, especially when you have a Chevy Cruze. Yeah, especially when you got the <laughs> Chevy Cruze. <laughs> ain't getting too far. Yeah. Best overland vehicle I know. Best, Best overland vehicle in the world. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, right on, man. That, those are a couple good trips. What about what about you, Owen? Um, you know, I, I got a few good ones. Um, my my first two are fishing related. I do like fish. I'm wearing a fish shirt right now, unseen. Yeah. Um, probably the first one would just be like a general like a fishing trip down to Florida, um, preferably for like tarpon, whenever tarpon season is. I haven't really thought too much about it, but like watch YouTube videos every once in a while. I'm like, man, that looks like fun, especially like on the fly. Um, that looks insane. So I would yeah. love to go down there and do that and just like do like, you know, just a bunch of different fishing while I'm down there. Maybe take like a week or two weeks, get a bunch of charters. Um, you know, it's like, <clears throat> I don't think it's that. It's kind of more of an expensive trip than a hard trip to do. Yeah. 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 You know, it's like one of those things you got to save for. It's not like you can go, I mean, you can take your girlfriend or your wife down there it's like i'm sure they'll enjoy the beach you know yeah. <laughs> you know but it's not it's, shopping yeah i mean it's florida but mm-hmm. like you know it's it's just one of those things that's just like it's just a costly trip you know it'd be mm-hmm. something you have to save for it'd be something you have to take time work a time of off of work you mm-hmm. know to go do but mm-hmm. i think it'd be awesome you know i'm so used to like freshwater fishing and stuff that it would super fun you know because yeah. salt water they get a little bigger they yeah a little more mean Damn, well and the thing about down there i mean especially if you go you know certain places in florida and uh like you know alabama um there's some islands around there that you could like camp on so realistically you could probably you know take a boat and mm-hmm. you know camp at certain different islands and you know just just fly fish just do some weird fishing yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, I think the other fun thing about all that is like in the ocean you can target stuff but you don't necessarily know what you're gonna get yeah right yeah. like versus if i go to a high mountain lake in colorado i can bet you 90 percent 99.999 percent i'm not gonna catch a bass yeah <laughs> twelve thousand foot bass or anything at nuts, all dude. that would be sick though we've talked about that if there was high high mountain lake bass It'd be How angry that would be angry nice. dude. Yeah, so you, but I wonder. Can you imagine if you took the anger of a brookie and put it in a bass? <laughs> that would that'd be would, a uh, mean son of a gun. They would hit the hit the the rubber worm a lot harder. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Just pop. Yeah. All right. What's what's your next one? Um, I'll switch it up because I, I I have three to talk about. Um, the next one would be I'd like mountain biking. Um, I would probably go on a mountain bike trip to New Zealand. Just to see the area, number one, but number two, like New Zealand has sick mountain biking. They have like, oh man, I don't want to say the names of the towns because I'm going to mess it up. But they have a bunch of really cool towns with like this crazy scenery, like right off of water or the ocean and stuff. Say, just say the region. Northwest, Southwest. I don't even know the region. Honestly. I don't even know the region. Like, uh, yeah. there's like, I'm pretty sure, it, is there Queenstown, New Zealand? Or yeah. 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 yeah, you're right. Like, so, like, there's, there's a bunch of really sick mountain biking out there and like just like kind of see a different part of the world and be on this wild island would be really cool but while i'm there it would be really cool to you know just like go camp and 
fish. There's uh, Christchurch, New Zealand. Yeah. Now that I think mm-hmm. about that, like that has super sick mountain biking. They have a bunch of downhill parks, like really cool stuff. Honestly, like doing a bike pack. This would be the real dream, I guess. Doing a bike packing tour on your enduro full suspension mountain bike across, like to like all these cool destinations to go ride. You set up camp and then you go ride all day for a few days experience the area pack it back up on your bike and ride to the next spot that would be sick that would be pretty dope that would be really cool bring your bring a fishing rod too oh my goodness <clears throat> plenty of good fishing in new zealand yes yeah. so i've seen so you could really just i mean you could probably have the best time logistics on that one though that's <coughs> that's rough <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, i probably ain't getting the girlfriend to go on a bike packing and and fishing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in new zealand over I would say, I mean, I think you could spend a month there. Like, if you're going to make the trip, you might as well do a month. Yeah. Well, and so for that one, you got a couple things to think about, right? So the big thing is getting your bike over there. Yeah. Right? Which honestly would probably be cheaper to ship it via mail than it would to, I mean, I don't even know if they would let you on the plane with that thing. I mean, unless you could really break it down. No, they have bike bags. You can get it on the plane. It's more like... Just make sure that gets there because that's that's your one point of travel, right? Yeah. So like, the times I've try I've like traveled by air to get mm-hmm. somewhere to go ride, I've shipped it just because I've only done it in the United States. <clears throat> um, just because I feel like it's more reliable. You mm-hmm. know, you can ship it out earlier. Like you aren't going to get your stuff lost on the airlines. But you know, on a trip like that, yeah, I'd probably pack it in a bike bag and you know just probably take like two. Maybe a carry-on item, maybe a, you know one or two check baggages, and just mm. kind of hope for the best. You right. know, hope, hope the stuff right. shows up because, like, what, what are you gonna do when you don't have your form of transportation that's gonna take you across this country? You know, so, yeah, um, yeah, that one's a bit harder on logistics for sure, yeah. and it's like making sure all your stuff's ready too. You yeah. know, I think I think you go down to Florida and go do those charters. And like, just take like a few pairs of clothes, mm-hmm. you know, because they probably just a have backpack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, have they have like fishing rods. They have all the things you need. Flies, yeah. Like, yeah, you're in Florida. Like, it's you're, chill. you're outfitted for. It. It's for not sure. like it's not like you're gonna pull up and you gotta buy a five thousand dollar <clears throat> rod. Yeah, you know to go right. fish. It's like you know they're out. They that's what they're there to do for you. Versus like when you go on something that's a bit more self supported, like you gotta have your stuff. You know, you don't. Yep. It's not like I would fly up to montana and go buy like a bike and then go buy all the gear like you have to have all your gear show up yeah mm-hmm. so um well and that so, too it's like you're having to worry about food on a bike packing trip oh yeah like yeah. just the logistics of that trying to figure out everything in that realm well um, that's the other thing i mean if it's completely self uh, i guess if you're rolling to towns mm-hmm. you can kind yeah, of restock but if you're if you're like trying to do it self-supported and you got like a three or four day stretch yeah. you got to carry all your food because you probably don't know anybody that can just drop food exactly. off at the post and, office and or water another, yeah. another thing to worry about on that aspect too is like injury mm-hmm. like that's not something you like think about but like you're going out for a month to ride your bike and if you want to get a little bit more extreme like i would like you could injure yourself in day two yeah it'd be be out of it you know so, yeah definitely you know it's a that so, one's that one's logistically hard, I would say. Yeah, and so what makes that one special to you? 
Well, I've grown up watching mountain bike videos in New Zealand and like all this cool stuff mm -hmm. and seeing all the great things New Zealand appears to offer. So, uh, you know, it'd just be cool. Like it's like one of those things where you get to travel to somewhere different, different culture, but you also like do it on my favorite thing to do is ride a bike. So you get to do it on a bike and then you just, I think it's, I think it's something that could be genuinely pretty cool. Yeah. You know, like a, an a lifetime experience. It's not oh, something sure. you're going to ever get to really do a ton. What? Yeah. It's, uh, you're rolling the same trails that uh, old Gandalf and Aragorn and Bilbo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All the Lord of the that's Rings his days. main reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's all right. Yeah, Lord of the Rings fanboy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. What about your third one? Third one? We might as well hit it. Um, third one, I, I don't think it's too far out again because this is a fishing trip. Uh, probably be going and just like fishing for kings in southern Alaska, so like the Kenai Peninsula, Anchorage area, just fishing. Like, and ideally, it would be like really hot season for kings because mm -hmm. you know they have laws where you can only do this or this, you know, depending on how many fish are flowing. But <clears throat> like, if everyone you hooked into was a 40, 50 pound king and you were getting them on the, the fly rods that they had, because that's last time I was up there. And we were just fishing for like sockeye and stuff. It was on fly rods, which was a blast, you know? So that that's something that it's more easily obtainable. I think the hard thing on logistics there is just like a rental car. <laughs> you know? Well, and for that one, it's kind of timing it right because, yep, you exactly. know, there's, I think for Kings, it's, it's usually like in June and then like maybe a run in July. I think there's like two runs, kind of yeah. like sockeyes. Yeah. But, you know, you could go there three days early and you could catch nothing. Yeah. The The cool thing about Alaskan fishing trips is it's kind of like the ocean a little bit, like where there's so many things you can catch. Yeah, right? you still there's, have a lot of opportunity. Yeah. But and the, the cool ones up there, like if you can find the smaller creeks and rivers, like when we went up there, we went sockeye fishing and we were, we were catching them on a, on a, like basically a creek which was mm -hmm. awesome because, yeah. you know, it's just like you're, you can see them, you're sight fishing, you mm -hmm. see like the rainbow trout behind them, nice. you know, waiting for their, for the, the eggs, eggs and stuff yeah, to come yeah. down. So yeah, Alaska fishing, Southeast Alaska fishing trip is, mm -hmm. yeah. it's pretty hard to beat. I yeah. mean, like for freshwater stuff, for freshwater, like it's hard to beat. And like, while you're down there, you might as well like go on a charter, go catch halibut, rockfish, like mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which I went out and did last time I was up there. Like, you know, so grateful for that. But I we didn't have a very hot day, if that makes any sense. Like, rockfish wasn't that hot. Halibuts were pretty small. Like, still a really cool experience. But, like, you know, you kind of want to you wanna get on them if mm. you're going, if you're making the trip. So, but, yeah, I mean, what's a flight cost? Like, 1200 bucks round trip or something mm -hmm. up there. You you get a rental car because you kind of have to it's not mm -hmm. like you're gonna uber yeah. to fucking Kenai, alaska <laughs> yeah. and then um where's my uber yeah where's my uber guys i don't even have uber up there you guys don't have lyft <laughs> maybe in anchorage they have lyft but yeah well anchorage yeah anchorage being a bigger city but yeah. still yeah. if you want to but yeah, you gotta make your way down like stuff like comparatively like florida you gotta be more self-supported you're not gonna find your like holiday vacation hotel package for 500 bucks <clears throat> yeah. a week yeah you, you know you gotta be like you gotta be on it and mm -hmm. it just takes more planning ahead uh like we've talked on previous 
podcast because more stuff goes wrong there. It's not like, I don't want to say as civil, but it, it's just not, you know, it's not like you're like in a very populated area with all these options, you know? Yeah. But. Well, and I mean, driving up there, maybe not right now necessarily, but I feel like that's a good option just because, I mean, especially if you're doing fishing charters, right? You're probably coming home. I mean, if you go king salmon fishing and halibut fishing, you have a I lot mean, of food. This is going to be a lot of. I mean, that's probably you could realistically come home with a hundred pounds of fish if it's just you easily fishing. Yeah, I mean, it's probably even more. But um, so you know, driving, being able to, it might honestly be a little bit cheaper depending on what airline you're you're taking and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that's man, that's that's uh that's definitely one of the dreams hard to beat alaska alaska fishing man the thing is there's so many freaking trips to take out there oh like, you, you could spend damn near a lifetime up there i know yeah uh, a, a lifetime of summers yeah <laughs> may, may, yeah. I, may i say but yeah no you could spend you could really think of almost anything ideally and it's you, such a big state too yeah ideally you just go up to Alaska every summer, and then every winter you go to uh, South America or oh. uh, New Zealand. I like that. Do some New Zealand stuff. So That's, I've always said, if I if I just like struck it stupid rich, I'd have a house in New Zealand and a house in Colorado, mm-hmm. like in a mountain town in Colorado. Well, I think that's what a lot of you know people that live in Alaska. Or like doing the guiding and stuff like that, they kind of exchange, you know, their Alaska winters with Hawaii because they're already in that guiding business yeah. um, of like whale guiding and stuff like that, where they oh, can spend it. and go to Hawaii for those four or five months to go guide there, um, and then move back up to Alaska yeah. for the summer. You're, you're saying like whale watch. Yeah, well, guiding. those guides. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I think there's. Of... Yeah, I think there's like pho- photography guides too, mm-hmm. you know, and all that hiking. Um, but I think they can kind of exchange that, you know, and season move in between. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless you sick. like skiing. <laughs> Unless if you like skiing, I mean, you have that option too for an yeah. hour a day. Yep. Yeah. I mean, shit. Then we we can get on Denali, and I can be holding that beer and bratwurst up there for oh, you. Oh yeah, I'll yeah. skin up, dude. I'll skin <laughs> up. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm gonna have to hold it every like 0.5 miles. For oh, you. probably more than that, dude. It's probably it's gotta be hot. Dude. I gotta see the steam coming off. Yeah. That yeah. So you gotta. And there better be like five brats, <laughs> insulated, and ten beers. <laughs> like I want like thirty thousand calories. Oh, I get those up. Yeah. <laughs> just just take a barbecue. That way you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably gonna pause and take a piss. All right. Oh. In in life. Wow, Scrub. you've changed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you kind of fucking suck. You've changed, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Weird thing about Alaska, Zin, hard to find. Insanely really? hard to find. Next I time think I'm going. I got some. It took us like fucking four stores, and I bought everything they had. Wow. So next <laughs> time I'm going up with like twenty. Oh, but you need a you need a log. You needed you needed that whole fucking yeah extra log. Three yeah. extra logs. Well, um, okay, so it's my turn. Yay. And mine are much better than your guys's. Um, I'll All right, Ryan. Much, uh, um, my trips cool. are let's go ahead. Yeah, let's go ahead and hear, stay, your, <laughs> hear your dream trips. Yeah. So, so I 
I really like the idea of of like going after something that is like for hunting example, like going after a small animal and putting a lot of work into it because just because, you know, not a lot of people do it. Kind of like turkeys. Kind of like turkeys. Yeah. Yeah. Million, Hiking a bunch of miles for, back in there. gas for one fish. Exactly, dude. Yeah. I like it. You know, it's about the adventure. I don't know. I could play some audio tracks right now, so you don't like it. There's a he, he who falls in love with a journey is much more likely to make it to the destination. Man, you really should be the Dose case guy. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what Ryan's I good in the Swiss Alps. Some Buddhist monk in the Swiss Alps told me that. And Ryan's good at It's just the most profound thing of, of my life. So, Wow, we should have that on the whiteboard, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think that's the correct quote. I probably fucked it up. But anyway, so. Anyhow. Trip number one that I would like to go on is dude um <laughs> uh, no trip number one that i think would be really cool would be going here in colorado and doing like a backcountry like ptarmigan hunt to where you you just hike up you know up into the you know plus 12 13 thousand feet and uh and you're looking for ptarmigan maybe with a bow because apparently they're pretty pretty easy to to get so a shotgun might not be the most sporting thing but go up there with a bow and just try to hunt tom tom again um you raise your hand yeah <laughs> i raised my hand <laughs> i've honestly never heard of tom again you don't know what a tom again is no nope. oh dude it's like a have you heard of a grouse yeah mm-hmm. we saw grouse tracks so you know that grouse yeah. we saw yep it's like that but they live up you know above tree line interesting because yeah, we might have seen some actually uh, oh really last weekend really yes yeah uh the, they probably would have blended in perfectly with like the the ground kind of like reddish yeah they're okay. essentially grouse but okay a little bit different i thought they were grouse yeah um, yeah but, but if you saw them above tree line it was probably a tarmac okay so um but yeah i don't know i, th- I think that would be super cool just because it's like you know it's uh Gives you an excuse to get in the high country. You're doing it like in October when not a lot of people are up there. And it's just, you know, I like the idea of put the, the massive calorie output to minimal ca- calorie input of, you know, like if there was a backcountry bluegill fish fishing <laughs> trip, I'd go on, I would do it. <laughs> um, but well, yeah, shoot. So. We're, we're very close to the. A lot of mountain ranges that that can offer that so yeah i'm gonna expect that out of you in the next well so i months. also have some help because my brother is doing a, a ptarmigan study right unfair. now unfair so I, I got some in, inside information there he still won't get any so your, your logistics <laughs> are basically you just gotta go for a hike <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. And buy exactly. a tag i just want to go for a hike well, and, and what what makes that special to you that you just burn more calories than you ever <laughs> yeah. get that. Yep, exactly. Just to say you, you know did what it. they call that? Masochism. Keep yeah. that. <laughs> BDSM. That's BDSM. <laughs> That's kind of like what uh, backpacking and running are like. That's true. And it biking, is. in a sense. All that we do is masochism, yeah. right? Yeah. It's all the same. Masochist. But yeah, I mean, the logistics on that are, are pretty simple. I mean, you know, here in Colorado, it's not too 
not too tough to do. Um, my second trip that I want to do. Um, and so just so we're clear, as of right now, we're on number, f- number, f- uh, you did two, five, six. So this is going to be the number seven. We are going to give you guys 10 guarantee it. But, uh, the next trip that I want to do is, um, there's a couple of islands off the East coast of the Southeast southeastern portion of america um and one of these islands i think you can do it on a couple of them but i would like to one of these islands is super secluded um you can only take a ferry over to this island and then from there it's all only foot traffic but they have deer they have turkey and they have wild hogs on that island Mm. and during the time during hunting season is where the redfish and the and the trout are kind of up in the lowlands because all, all that area is kind of you know like swampy lowlands where they fish for redfish and sea trout. Um, and so my my trip would be to go out there for like seven days and do a little cast and blast. Try to get a white-tailed deer with the bow. Try to uh, get a hog, maybe a turkey, and then fish during the times when you can't hunt. Now, the issues with this trip would be that they are uh, tons of ticks. There's, uh, there's cottonmouth, cottonmouths, probably copperheads, probably timber rattlesnakes. Um, so it's a very buggy, uh, you know, lots of stuff that could bite back. Um, but I think it would be a, a super fun trip. Ew. I don't know why people are scared of bears. Come to think of that, like, you know, we have some rattlesnakes out here, and there's rattlesnakes in Colorado, Utah, but when you're like, yeah, I yeah, I could go out and, and go to this one place in the east, but you got to be careful of the cotton swabbers, the bobber bobbers, and the mopper bobbers. One bite will kill you dead, and then 15 black widows will eat your dead body. After that, some invasive lizard will bite your face off. Let's do it. And then everybody in the West is like, take the risk. Oh no, a bear, so scary. I'm like, I would rather like face 10 bears than 20 snakes. Oh, yeah. In the tropics, you have like all these weird parasites that you have to deal Mm -hmm. with. Yeah, you go go filter your water and you have a brain eating amoeba. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's a place you might want to nest. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 I would take uh, So, So tell me like how far off the off the coast it's not far i mean it's it's like a quick ferry ride okay um you know it's essentially i don't know it's probably two or three miles so you could take a a kayak you probably could yeah Yeah, that could be cool that could be even cooler because then it's like full self-support yeah that that's that's true and then you take no food because you're gonna yeah you're gonna get all your food Yeah. yeah yeah Don't need food up in this piece. No. Up in this piece. I'm yeah, dude, you can just eat like cottonmouth snakes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I bet they're delicious. Just kidding. I just think of like the East Coast. Like, you ever watch that like, Indiana Jones movie with the snake pit? Oh, yeah. That's how I imagine like you step into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's sh- what people make it out to be. But I saw one cottonmouth the whole time I lived in Georgia. And it was. It well, was that's like in a river. It wasn't even in the in the dam. I mean, that's the woods. thing about out here too. I mean, with the yeah. rattlesnakes, I've yeah, they, only seen one. Yeah, in the eight years that I've lived here, I've probably covered like two thousand, three thousand. 
Rattles? Maybe more. No, Rattlers? no, no. I'm talking miles. Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've covered I a say. lot and a lot of land. Yeah, in Colorado. I've seen Colorado and eastern Utah. I've probably seen five rattlesnakes. Yeah. In really? my whole life. I've never seen one. Really? Never seen a rattlesnake. Yeah. That's because you always go up to twelve thousand feet. Exactly, dude. Stay away <laughs> from those snakes. Then you got the bears. So you, See, I don't think them. your dream trip would be going to Florida then. Because I was going to say to you, I give him yeah. two days until he's complaining about humidity, too. Oh, yeah. Dude, I hated it. Last time I was there, it was like 60 degrees. It was freezing. Yeah. Like 60 here. I'm like, oh, man, it's such a nice day. Yeah. 60 when it's wet, you're like, Bleh! and then over <laughs> 70 when it's wet, I want to die. So, so I uh, I like it dry. Yeah. It's my, uh, <laughs> oh, I hear you. It's my MO. Yep. It's the the MO. dry heat is... 10 times better in my opinion yeah yeah what else you got so my last trip is i want to do a uh i want to go up to either greenland or iceland and do a, a fly-in arctic char fish fishing trip just because i mean shit dude that would be so sick be up in the yeah. in the viking land yeah, and cool. like some of those uh some of those canyons in especially like iceland um just glacier blue water isn't it isn't it funny how iceland is the green one and greenland is the ice icy one yeah it's kind of hilarious yeah it is funny they got a little mixed up see i think there was a lot of humor back in the old days (laughs) (laughs) or they just visited greenland in the summer and iceland in the winter yes and they messed up like that like shit who knows but yeah i think i think that would be sick and that'd be cool that the logistics on that you really just uh you know it's, it's, it's similar not, to alaska trip right yeah it's yeah. not too bad going to ice i'm sure it is now just with uh covid and everybody kind of tighter border restrictions but um yeah i think well what's it's like probably a four six hour flight maybe it, yeah from new york it's yeah. really not bad yeah. like new york to england now is like three four hours really yeah it's crazy well wow. it's nuts but um yeah, so the flights aren't that bad. It's just really getting all your stuff over there. And the language barrier, um, if you go super remote, is probably an issue. But um, anyway, cool. So we got eight so far. And then we got two listener trips that we just want to go over here. And uh, we'll just kind of talk about them real quick and then go over and then uh, wrap this thing up. Um, so the first one that we saw that really jumped out is uh doing a bighorn sheep hunt in baja mexico that sounds cool it does it does sounds really cool you know make it even sicker see because i i think we all went north for the most part yeah except for like new zealand and stuff yeah but that's so far so so far south that it's almost north right right, (laughs) when you start hitting snow again yeah right right so that that's that's a cool one yeah yeah i don't even think about it Bighorn being down in that area, yeah. Is it is it like fairly mountainous? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The Baja, yeah. yeah. It's it's dead. It, I mean, it's like southern New Mexico. Okay, you now that same type of terrain. But uh, what would make it even cooler is if you could, like, I like the cast and blast idea. You go hunt for sheep, and then you go out and do some marlin, Dorado fishing. That'd be, cool. Mm-hmm. be cool. That'd be sick. It's always got to include some fishing. 
Yeah. It does. It does. Because Ryan just likes casting. That's what I hear. You don't like casting. Just like casting. Cast and blast. Uh, yeah, he, he's, he's a little better at the blasting. Maybe. Slightly. <laughs> Slightly better. At the Slightly better at the blast. <laughs> Ever since I switched over to rifle hunting. <laughs> it's a lot uh, better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the, the next one was uh, Ibex in Tajikistan. Which would be freaking nuts, man. See, I don't, I don't, I don't even know where to start on that one. I yeah, mean, it's like that's two words I don't even know. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, the mountains over there, I mean, insane, right? Yeah, Isn't that like I, I Nepal s- style country. I think you'd be hunting in the Himalayas. Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest average mountain size over there. So the first thing you need to do is like go spend like. 20 days at 14,000 feet to acclimate. Mm-hmm. Probably, honestly, dude, you probably would. There would probably be <laughs> like logistics could, on that one. Base camp. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if you could, I wonder if you could do any sort of hunting on Mount Everest, like at the base. I bet at the base there's something. Yeah. There's got to be. That could be a crazy trip. That would be. But, you know, I've heard some downfalls about that area oh yeah to be honest. I've heard, yeah. like, like yeah. it's so trashed i guess like, yeah like whatever that's like just so trashed from like how much tourism it gets yeah mm-hmm. and like all the guiding and these people just like right. leaving their stuff out tents get destroyed blown away like, trash like everywhere. the whole area is just trashed yeah yeah for that too it's a it's a shame and that's the that's the problem about doing like a podcast like this you know it's like you kind of uh like there's all these cool awesome spots that every that you know you think of and just from hearing about it from people and from look doing research you're like oh that looks like a place like at least to me when i look for adventure i'm looking for uh a place that's unsp- as unspoiled as possible yes, right, right. like you're not like we could all go up to the monument here and mm-hmm. if you just looked at you know if you just look down it's just as wild as yes um, you know baja right mexico right yeah. but it's when you look up and you start to see oh there's a city over there there's this road over here mm-hmm. whereas like you know you get to a get to some of those spots and there's just nothing Remote. over there right? right and i think that's really what you're looking for in an adventure i mean yeah. if you're looking for a true adventure that is a life-changing trip to me, that's like the big criteria is, yes. is lack of people and doing something that not a lot of people can, like if you can step foot, if you have the opportunity to put your literal foot, your, the body piece that is your foot on a piece of ground that no other man has touched. Yeah. To me, that's pretty badass. Or like very seldomly traveled yeah. too. You yeah. Know? I, yeah. I think, I think there's a lot like. I think the mountains generally call to people more so than like desert spots. Mm-hmm. But I think some of the most remote places I've been have been in the desert. That's true. Some of the most just like untouched. I mean, you can get into a canyon so deep, so far, just out like no roads, mm-hmm. just right. a trail, maybe, right. if yeah. even a trail. And you just get back in these places that are just like, like no- nothing else exists besides that. Like right. you are. And, and it's kind of cool, too, because you're fighting the environment, right? Like, desert right. is, like, you know, I wouldn't say it defines death, but, like, it's, like, no water, and water mm-hmm. is obviously the source of life. I mean, do, so. you don't want to, like, get injured if you're oh, far no, out there, injured. you know, the, like, the rescue logistics of that. And, I mean, but, it, yeah. Same thing Same thing goes for, like, remote areas of wilderness and the mountains, right. you know? 
Well, yeah, that's why that's why I liked the flying trip, mm-hmm. hunting because you're like you didn't have to cross the ten miles that other people are willing to cross. You're just like you're there. Yeah, you know? yeah. Somebody's probably been there before, just right? Because you know they're running a business, mm-hmm. they're trying to make money off of you hunting, right? But right. Like, no camp spots. Well, and I learned that just with the trip down to the you know southwest Colorado and those mountains. Uh, last week you know it's just i had no idea you know how remote you could get within you know 10 miles back um, oh yeah and then you just you're basically in the bush you know oh, you're yeah. out there and um it's not a lot of people that travel to those places because it's not publicized mm-hmm. you know it's like the 14ers how they get such a rap but you're gonna be out there with a lot of other people most of the time, um, which, you know, don't get me wrong. Like those places are pretty incredible in itself, but when you pull up to a, a trailhead and there's 50 cars parked there, it's like, I don't know. That just is a little off putting to me for sure. When there's so much, so much more, whether it's a 13 or 12 or an 11, you know, it's just, and yeah, there could be a lot more technicality those those mornings. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. At the time I climbed uh, Mount Beardstat over close towards the Front Range of Colorado, like I was like up. I was mad, essentially, <laughs> like because I, I just went on this this hike. With you know, it felt like being in the mall. Yeah, it's yeah. one of the easier fourteeners. Yes, I've done I've done quite a few fourteeners, but yeah. it was like one of the easier fourteeners to do. Yeah, there's so many people there. It's like I'm doing it on a Saturday. Like, yeah. You're like, man, I started at 6 a.m. and there's right. this many people. This is insane, you know? So, yeah. And that kind of takes the fun out of, like, remote. Yeah. Just the peace yeah. of it. I think, like, I, think there's, I think there's peace to being remote. There's yeah. peace where you yeah. don't see those people. And regardless, that, you know, there's, there's an aspect there. You're in a beautiful area still, and you're still working to get to a place. Um, but still, it's just like if you want to be around people or not, you know? Yeah. And what what that means to you. Yeah. Obviously it means something different to to us, you know, if if we're, you know, well versed in a sense of of being out there. Um and you guys have been out there alone, you know, and you've had that experience. So once you have that experience, you're like, I don't want to go and be around fifty people anymore. Yeah. Like I'd rather have have my experience wrapped, you know, around two or three guys or yeah. alone, you know. Um Yeah. Well I think I I've always thought this, like these places that people rarely get to, right? Like you think about a city, anytime I even just go up around here, you know, and escape into the mountains to where there's less, less of a population, I always feel like thoughts kind of leave my brain and I'm kind of more like focused on just the moment, right? Right. I kind of have this theory that, you know, like there's all these people down here, like in Grand Junction, there's 80 or 120,000 people, mm-hmm. however many it is. And they're all thinking thoughts. And mm-hmm. It kind of creates like this cloud mm-hmm. of, of thoughts and just jumbled, you know, words and shit like that. Right. You go out there, you kind of leave that cloud. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's this, this headspace that's untouched by other men. Like I felt that so much when we were in the Brooks Ranch because mm-hmm. it was like, you know, you just have this clear thought pattern that you can't, you just really can't get down in the city. At right. least not me. And so I, I think, you know, it's, it's super important to, mm-hmm. to be in touch with that and mm-hmm. kind of 
I mean, you know, as, as hippie as it sounds or whatever, <laughs> you know, as, as woo-woo as it sounds, you know, I think it's, you know, nature is the one thing that can make you uh, live in the moment more mm-hmm. than anything else. And Well, yeah, and, like, the way I think about it, too, um, is just, like, your senses, you know, you have to be a little more mindful of what's around you mm-hmm. um, out there because, I mean, there's animals and there's mm-hmm. things that can get you or, like, be mindful where you're stepping because you put your foot, you roll your ankle or something out, you, you know, you're 10 miles back and you have nobody there. I mean, obviously, I mean, I've learned that I need to carry more, you know, things in in order to mitigate if something were to happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned that last week even. You know, yeah. I saw a perfect trail on this map that I was going off of and you get there and there's the trails irrelevant. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. yeah. It's Yeah. But Well shit, man. Yeah. Plenty of vent- of adventures out there. Yeah. Sure is. Hopefully this uh you know, this podcast in- inspired people to, you know, think outside the box a little bit try to try to find some adventures of their own i mean there's a there's uh things that you can do i mean just in our examples there's things that you can do anywhere that uh that are are at least on somebody's dream mm-hmm. dream list so mm-hmm. um, absolutely yeah well um appreciate y'all for rocking with us for 100 episodes yeah and appreciate you guys yeah for for joining today and anybody who made it to the end after listening to austin's voice we're really proud of you (laughs) yeah i don't know why they had to start me off first (laughs) i I know that was the worst i i got i got dream trips 30 minutes before this podcast so give me a break hey you filled in break yeah filled in good filled in what is it mount blanc okay that's right no it's mount Mount blank Blank. (laughs) yo that mount blank all right yeah All right, bye-bye.